You're listening to The Real King with Joe and Heidi King. Have you ever been seeking God only to stop and start asking questions like, why is this happening? What am I doing wrong? Why haven't I seen breakthrough yet? Well, today we talk about these struggles and how God has shown us his tenderness during the toughest moments. She worked in the gifts yesterday. Yeah, that was awesome. Mm-hmm. I totally had it, and I couldn't c- compose myself enough to give it. Okay, so, yeah. I knew it. Can we get on that? Because I I, I, I did the same thing last time. Like, Lord, is it me? Let me I, like, <laughs> I feel like it's not me, but is it me? And then, like, I was about to, like, one-eye you and be like, Christina King, I swear. No, nope, Santa Maria. Santa Maria, if it is you again. And you're not saying it wasn't. Just gotta smack you. I was like blissful (laughs) too. Because but every time I went to talk, I started choke up. No, but do you know? Have you guys noticed this though? That it's always like thirty seconds, and your parents give it. As soon as they don't, I know it's somebody. And that's not happening anymore. Have you noticed that's not happening anymore? Mm -hmm. I'm like, man, the Lord's like, figure it out, people. Because yeah, because like, it was you've had like three different times where you're supposed to do it. Yeah, I know. Those are actually stressful moments for me. <laughs> they didn't used to be. No. Well, my problem they is, are now. Is I I stop what I'm doing and I listen to. Are you trying to formulate the full thing before you start talking? Like I can hear like the pauses and then certain things, and then I'm yeah. like, I'm like, if I don't flow like that, it's gonna sound weird. No. I didn't even know what I was going to say, and I still don't fully know what I said. Mm-hmm. Because it was just like, I swear, I was I was doing that like rationalizing thing where I was like, I need to know well, what even, it is even before the, I start talking. And I was getting like one word at a time. Even though the, like a the word phrase. that God gave me for that lady that was visiting, mm-hmm. she messaged Heidi later, like, did you guys record that? Cause I'm like, she, she, she wanted felt to it so, yeah, she felt it so hard at the moment that she just started sobbing and then couldn't remember all of it. Hmm. We had quite a turnout on Sunday. That was nice. Yeah. That was good. Yeah. It was interesting to see a lady that told everybody out in the sanctuary she doesn't attend churches and doesn't swing that way. Who? Go out for prayer. Um, the one with like the lighter Oh, from sweater. Minnesota? Yeah. That was kind of neat. Two random people didn't know each other from Minnesota, too. Yeah. So. Interesting. So if you're in Minnesota and you happen through Eau Claire, Wisconsin. <laughs> Shout out Minnesota. And you want to take up a, a service at the old uh, CFC, Christian Family Center. Not to be confused with Christian Family Church and he died in Minnesota. No. How do you know that? That's where the deliverance thing is at. It's the Christian Family Church. Oh, really? Yeah. And I was like, wow, that's, that's where, very similar that's to where our, our name. boot camp is. I know. Yeah. Heidi responded interested. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> 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 I was You're like, so funny. She's I, like, this is prophetic. We have to go. I seriously thought it was like, <laughs> She's I was like, like <laughs> this is a sign from God. <laughs> He's speaking to me again. <laughs> that happened to us with this weekend. Oh, really? We're like, we went kind of flesh for a minute. Mm. Like, when? this weekend. We were literally like in the flesh about like our, you know, we were like praying. You were ready to flip a coin. No, we were, we were like praying for God to, to 
because we just came off of a 41-day fast. Mm-hmm. We were, we were going to fast for 40 days. We did 21 days of water only and 20 days of, uh, like, Daniel's. Like, she did natural juicing with her juicer, and <clears throat> I did, like, awful gross vegetables and some dip. First of all, when you came off of water only... There was nothing more delicious on planet Earth. Absolutely, than your vegetables. Than, than tomatoes those, and pepperoncinis. Yeah. And, and that pickles. dip. You that dip was pretty amazing. That dip. And then I made it you wrong. You brought it to a party. I made it wrong twice. <laughs> Did you? I, I made it wrong twice, and I was like, oh. I lost the taste for this, and I've been bragging to people about it. And then the other day, I'm sitting there, and I'm looking at this, like, big bunch of garlic i got i'm like oh i forgot i forgot to put garlic (laughs) that's a big ingredient huge ingredient with anything to dip a vegetable in yeah like you can't make ranch or anything without garlic yeah so the flip a coin part you want to hear that story it was pretty interesting yeah i do so the the entire time that we were doing this fast i could not get the verse out of my head where it says this one only comes out by prayer and fasting. Mm -hmm. Like it was like a daily thing in my brain. And I was like, Lord, do I have like, do I need deliverance? Like, is this what's happening right now? Mm Because we always go back to self, right? Or does Joe need deliverance? Or like, does someone? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it was interesting because like in 2022, the March of 2022, we got a um, prophetic word that we were going to be in deliverance ministry. Mm-hmm. Which is unsurprising. Yeah, it makes yeah. complete sense because Joe came out of a deliverance. But Joe was raised in deliverances, and I was not. And as we stated, I think, on another episode, I'm very um, structured. I need an outline. I need details. I need instruction. I'm not good at just winging it. Mm-hmm. And so... I knew about this deliverance training that was going on, but one could argue that's something you shouldn't wing. By the way, deliverance. Ministry. Yeah, because like yeah. I didn't well, want. You, you kind of have to wing it, but you have to, you have to know scripture to respond. You mm-hmm. have to understand, you know how Jesus did it. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want a sons of Sceva issue because ever since you tell me about that scripture, like honestly. Scripture's not supposed to put fear in you, but that no, put that, fear in me. What that's supposed to do is is cause you to be hungry to be prepared. So when you read something like that, it's in there so that you don't make the same mistake. What they were trying to do was look like the people that had authority when they hadn't done any of the preparation to have authority. Yeah, yeah. So we <clears throat> go through the 40-day fast, and we were supposed to break it the day that this training was going on. Mm-hmm. But we were trying to figure out how to break it, and neither of us were really getting anything. Yeah, but you wanted something very significant. I did. I'm a big halfway, significant Halfway girl. through the fast, like, God really started showing me things and, and like, about um, how we do things and, and why. What were we, like, two weeks into your fast, maybe three, when we did the corporate fast? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And I mean, I told you about m- me. I mean, I was like, I was in the thick of it, man. 
Yeah. Yeah. So she had this hope that God was going to speak like a geographical Like location. a grand gesture. I'm going to go to this significant place from history that mm -hmm. God is going to use as, as a place to drive a stake and have something amazing happen mm -hmm. and speak to you or whatever. And we weren't getting anything. Like we, mm -hmm. like we had one, I had one thing come to me, but I think it was like more of just a fleshly wanted to go there and it was cold out and it's warm there. Mm -hmm. So like it would have been more like a vacation instead of like a, hey God, we were dedicated to um, the self-control and the sacrifice and the discipline of the past. Um, here we are. Here my Lord. Here my, mm -hmm. you know, getting to that point, and it nothing worked out with that. We had all kinds of weird stuff happen too, you know, just with it being our slower time of the year for our business and stuff. It was and just it was really, disappointing, right? Like a little bit, yeah. Like a I little was, bit too, because we're from Wisconsin. Like, like halfway through that, we hit like thirty below with the wind chill. Mm-hmm. So like it, it was like hope of like getting getting a four days away from the cold and then uh, getting to celebrate you know what God was doing in mm -hmm. us. Well, I think also it, we put expectations on when those revelatory encounters are going to occur. So like in our brain, we're like we're gonna do this forty day fast. And then we're going to break it in Florida. And then this person is going to pray over me. And it's just going to be like. We're going to have new vision. Fire. Fire. And then we're going to come back. And then everything is going to turn into fire. And God was like, God's stop. Like, stop yes. trying to seek me through anointed people. Yeah. Come Absolutely. on. There He's like, go. those yeah. anointed people are for the lost. You've been with me long enough where now I should be able to trust you with that. Yeah. The same spirit dwells in you. Yeah. And he always encounters us when we're never expecting the encounter. Mm -hmm. But like all the time. He he kept talking to me about how I fast and and how I position myself. Um if I'm going to hear from God, it's going to be after the fast is complete. Like as soon as as soon as I started fasting, because I eat all the time, like all day, I had his attention. Mm -hmm. And he just watched. Jeez. So all of a sudden he's just watching me for days. That's usually, like by you saying that, it makes me think like, <laughs> he was probably like with me, just like. He's like, she's further than she's ever been before. <laughs> and she's complaining because she doesn't realize it. Yeah. So I struggled with, Self-pity. Yeah, but this is what happened. It, it started flipping for me right away because I knew I wasn't like hearing words from God for what I want to do or what I'm supposed to do. But every time somebody got in front of me, I had exactly what they needed to hear. Yeah. Like, did you notice I would, every time somebody would get in our path, like I'd just flow. Yeah. For like, and it would be like, oh, we, we got to let you go because it's been an hour and a half. Yeah. And people were like reluctant to leave. And they would cry. I did pick up on that times. a little bit with you during one of our podcast conversations. Mm -hmm. And you were like, yeah, but when? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So when I was going through the self-pity piece of it, it was literally like all the whys 
why this, why that, why that, you know. Yeah, what am I doing wrong? Why not this? Why, mm-hmm. like, why, what is going on here? Like, yeah. why is there so many, it seems like we're going around the wilderness yet again. So once we started to get closer to the end, it, for me, it was only like seven days before the fast ended where I finally like had like the wake up call of like, what are you doing? What are you doing? He loves you so much. He has shown himself to you so many times. Mm -hmm. Get off this. And so I actually, I'm, I, I, I'm a writer and like, I'm constantly writing out my feelings. Right. And so Mm -hmm. for me, I, I had to go onto my computer and I, not audibly, just you through dumped. the screen, I dumped and yeah. I gushed and I had like almost like a full page of like single space. And I asked all of those questions. It kind of brought me back to the times of my prayer closet mm-hmm. where I was just going through absolutely everything that was bothering me. And I wasn't in a pity pot at that point. I was in like, a, I got to get this out because if I continue to keep it in, it's going to continue to destroy me. Mm-hmm. So I just got every piece out. And then after I got like the last piece out, I immediately heard the Holy Spirit say, now write down everything that you're thankful for. Yes. And, and then so then I started to go through and I was like, I have a spirit filled boss. I have, you know, a roof over my head. I have a vehicle. I have friends. I have mm-hmm. my children and health. And then I just started to go through all of those things and it brought me out of it. And so the last seven days of the fast, I was actually able to just enjoy it and just be in the word and just enjoy like talking to him and the worship and all these different things. Mm-hmm. And But I think that piece was important, though, because God taught me that I have to stop putting so many stipulations on everything. I have to stop. Especially on Him. All the time. I have to stop thinking when I know whenever all the timing is going to be. And I have to stop. I have to stop thinking that I'm always doing something wrong. Right. Come on. Because if I don't stop thinking, if you're doing something wrong, you're usually not questioning, am I doing something wrong? Yes. (laughs) Like if you're doing something wrong, you know it and you're just trying to hide it. It's usually the people that are literally trying to be holy and righteous and like just pure heart, clean hands that are like, what am I doing wrong? Those those are the ones that are usually pure because otherwise they wouldn't be asking those questions. So many pastors, so many pastors, pastors, wives, they deal with that all of the time because you don't see similar growth to other people. You don't see necessarily things happening at the same rate or whatever as other ministries and that I've seen that it's very prevalent in that space I've seen it even with our own parents yeah particularly my mom and you know it's it's a tough because you have to that's the well, you want to see the grind you of it. see the success, you know. Of course, yeah. yeah. But you know, your fulfillment of the call right now is an answer to prayer generations ago. You want to mm-hmm. hear something crazy? Yeah. I, I was talking to some Mennonites, and they don't like their congregations to be over forty. Mm-hmm. They would rather have a million churches with congregations of forty that have intimacy than like a like a mega church. So it's they like know the, all their sheep. Yeah, but it's like the they'd rather have five churches in like one city with 40 people than to have one big church in one city. It's like the original church. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you're constantly 
you're setting up these churches, and then those people are going to the synagogue or the temple to hear the reading of the and, Torah. You know, it was it was a close knit network of people. Because yeah. even though Paul and all the apostles were out ministering the gospel, they still went to the tabernacle daily. Mm-hmm. That's what people really get off on with the whole church outside the walls of the church. Yes. But where do you send them back to? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you always have to bring them home. Like if you're not a constant participant in your own church and you go out and minister to people, they're going to be like, hey, come to my church. And then they're going to go to your church and you're not going to be there. There was, yeah. there was a, the, so. <laughs> Embarrassing. Yeah, seriously. God gave me some opportunities to break um, religious posture and tradition off of people that fast. So, so many mm-hmm. people were put in my path and that, like, if, if that would have happened like a year or two ago, I would have like probably left. Mm-hmm. I, I probably wouldn't put myself in a situation to have to explain what I'm doing. Oh man, you look like you've lost a lot of weight. I lost all, like 40 pounds in 41 days. Good for you. <laughs> no, but that's the thing is, is it attracted people to ask? Yeah. And, and I knew that God wasn't going to take his grace or his favor off of me if I just told him I was fasting, right? Mm-hmm. So I ended up having conversations, and I was always kind of balancing, like, I don't want to go into that Pharisee or Pharisaic, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm, oh, I'm parched and this. So I had to maintain that posture of I feel great, like this is good for me, except for I, you know, I was honest. I don't like the idea of not having meat in my belly. Mm-hmm. But so many people were like, I can't fast. Like, I can't do that. Like, it hurts too bad. I really get in pain. I get physically sick. I get headaches. And I got to talk them through that. And because of what God showed me in the beginning of our fast about how we fast and why we fast, and the reason we fast is to focus on ministering to his spirit. And then after we've ministered to his spirit, then he sends the ministering to us. Hmm. See, that's the thing. I felt pretty strongly about this for the better part of a year or two. I I think that it's the best place to be is I'm going to do it no matter what. So I'm going to do this to honor you in worship, mm-hmm. right? And even if you do nothing for me, I'm still going to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, like, Heidi, you know, that's been on my heart ever since, like, the women's, I talk about the women's breakfast, like, I've, <laughs> like, I preached for eight hours. <laughs> it was like a 20 minute, it was just jam packed. It was impactful for you. But it that, that was like, a big part of what yeah, I was talking about is like, stepping out even if I never get another healing, even if the, yeah. you know, somebody that I have been praying for for a long time, even if I don't ever see them, you know, come to Christ, even, even if I don't get that satisfaction of seeing my prayers answered, then I'm still going to do it anyway. Yeah. I and, feel like and that, not go into the mode of what did I do wrong? Well, what, somebody, what, what, so what am I doing wrong? People have always right. had, Every time you're stepping out, there's going to be somebody with an opinion. Mm, yeah. You know, like people are, 
always like, oh, this ain't going to last. You, you know, you, you, you may be on fire now, but I've been serving the Lord for 40 years. You just wait. Wait for what? Yeah, You're just what a are young you waiting stallion for? right now. You'll wear out. But like, yeah. what, are you, what are you waiting for? Just wait for what? What do you Stop waiting and get up and do something. People that I was talking to that God put in my path about fasting, like they had all these these bags, you know, like these weights where people put it on. I'm like, well, so-and-so says water only is the only biblical fast. Yeah, I get that. Like it does say that. But I think any time you give up something for God, mm-hmm. you know, like he, he what was the most significant thing in that time? Food. It was not convenient like it is now super 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 significant you would die Mm -hmm. fast forward what is one of those things that's so powerful in our lives today screen time Mm -hmm. screen time we literally um value screen time over food or we'll try to To do both at the same time like wait staff will get frustrated because Rather than order, people are like checking on in their on, phones, on mm-hmm. Facebook or Instagram, taking a picture of the menu without yeah. ever having read the menu. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you're hungry, but yeah. It's not, Gamers true. like staying up for like five, six days. You know what I mean, though? Yeah. There's kids that like they were playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just convicted Carlos like right on the spot. He's like, bro. <laughs> He's like, step off. <laughs> Both of us. We're like, really? Gaming? People in playing like these, these wor- World home. of Witchcraft games and stuff like that. They stay up for five days straight drinking like Monster. energy drinks Red of Bull. some sort that crank their heart. And then all of a sudden, grandma finds them dead in the basement. Jeez. You know? Everything's the most extreme. Always. That's how Joe rolls. Because that's the God I serve is most extreme. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's just how it has to be. Mm-hmm. Because a, a non-extreme God... Uh, lets you think that you're just going to evolve into a butterfly, or you're going to go into the next life. An extreme God says, "I'm going to, I'm going to let you live through this earth, and then I'm going to resurrect your dead body, and I'm going to bring you into glory with me, and you're going to reign and rule as a king and a priest. May I and you're going to cast your crown down before my throne. May I provide a slight tweak of language there? Yeah, I would say we serve the ultimate God. Yeah, the only God." The yeah. the ultimate, because people create gods yeah. all over the place. Yeah, and even Aaron did when mm-hmm. Moses was up on the. Yeah, mount. but he wants the ultimate for everyone. Right, he wants the most. I, I don't like the rhetoric that comes along with the word extreme. That's why I'm saying this yeah. because there's a lot of people out there that are like mm-hmm, yeah extremism yeah yeah. Oh, yeah and it's not it it's sure call it that if you so choose but really what he wants is the ultimate best for you mm-hmm. the ultimate. Of everything for you. Well, and he wants you to turn into the ultimate best you that he Correct. created. Yeah. The one that he's seen before you in your mother's womb. Yeah, he wants you to return to that. So bringing you into that. Not that he, you know what I mean? Because I think that that's, that's something that people often don't fully grasp is that you were created to be you that. You were created that way. Mm-hmm. And then you entered through. The, You've the gotten away from what of you the were flesh. created as, mm-hmm. and he yeah. wants to bring you back to that. Yeah, that's where all your favor is. That's the restoration. Yeah, like we have favor and we have grace. Yeah, but when you get to that place where you're dialed in to mm-hmm. what you're supposed to be, the call that's on your life, 
that's where your favor is. Mm -hmm. That's where your provision is. Mm -hmm. That's where your healing is. You know, all the divine things, divine health, divine... uh, Providence. Yeah, all of that is in that place. And it's like, get there, whatever it takes. Yeah. People used to, when I was a kid, people that wanted to see their wayward kids, um, you know, saved... Oftentimes in prayer meetings, you'd, you'd hear him just crying out, God, whatever it takes. And then you might see that kid go to jail, you know, and then all of a sudden they, they're, they're literally calling mom and pleading, uh, you know, pray for me, get me a lawyer or whatever. And sometimes it takes a whatever it takes prayer. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not sure. Maybe that's what mom and dad did with me. You know, God, whatever it takes, whatever you have to do. And he showed up. Mm-hmm. So I think people got to kind of, I guess, adapt to this idea that everything we've done to this point has not worked. You know, like your decisions to this point that still leave you in want have not worked. So, so you have nothing to lose. Right. So just throw it all down. It's either you stay where you're at and you keep hoping God drops blessing on you or you start making moves. Mm -hmm. Once you start making moves, make sure that every decision in those moves, God fits directly in the center of it or at the front of it so that he's your your front. um, The Lord go before me, who can be against me? But getting to talk to different people um, and... Like that was weighing heavy on me. Like, don't sit here and glorify yourself for what you're doing. And I was like, I'm not God, but how do I give them the information? Because right now they think they can't do this. Mm-hmm. So he started imparting to me, like, for specific people, things. And it's pretty amazing. And I got a really good friend that um, he did some fasting while we were fasting. And some of the testimonies that he was sharing with me the other day of what God did were phenomenal. So we basically seven days we finished. We, so we started with water and then we ju- we started with water one through 17 and then we juiced and veggied the rest. And then we started with water and we wanted to end with water. Mm-hmm. So then we went back to water like the last week of it. You did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then we broke it with communion yesterday. Then we broke it with communion yesterday. But um when with, with our church body, with our family at church. Mm-hmm. When we were closing it and we were st- we were getting really close to the breaking day now and I was like I really wanted to go to that thing, the deliverance training mm-hmm. because I just wanted She didn't tell me that though. And like all day that day God was putting it on my heart to go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to, um, I just wanted to learn about it because if Joe is going into deliverance ministry, then do you know what that means? <laughs> that Yours I'm going me. into. She was prophesied over. I'm going to, into deliverance ministry mm-hmm. as well because if I'm married to him. I think the prophecy was more for you. I always knew that I was called to that. Yeah. Um, and so I woke up that Friday morning. We were breaking in on Saturday. And I woke up that Friday morning and I was like, Lord, I no, it was third. It was like Thursday. Maybe it was Thursday. It was Thursday. But I was like, Lord, I don't want to be a Pharisee right now and ask for a sign, right? Because we're not supposed to be like that. But I was like, I need something. Like I need something. 
on confirmation. confirmation of where I need to break this because I want to break it at that place. But I also was like uncomfortable with it because that specific church that they were having it at, a lot of the times when you have like a training event, it's usually for your people, you know? And so I'm like, I just don't want to just go hang, be like, you know, well, we bust in on their party. Some other things too. So we, we actually had to break a dinner date, which we weren't, we were going to, but it wasn't like we were eating. It was like a game, family game night thing with some friends because Jasmine, our daughter, came down with strep fr- throat, strep throat, strep throat, like Jasmine would say, <laughs> strep throat. throat and an ear infection. So mm-hmm. like that day she got medication. It was it was just a bunch of stuff. So we had postponed that. Um. So that Thursday or Friday, I can't remember which day. But I, I asked the Lord to just give me something, give me some kind of confirmation. And I am not even lying. Like, this is 100% truth. It wasn't even five minutes later. Mm. And I got a text from the pastor of that church, well, the pastor's wife of that church. Who is also a pastor. Yes. And said, are you going to be at Deliverance Weekend? And I was like, <laughs> Yeah. I was like, man, Lord, you work fast. <laughs> like, that was so fast. Man, I, it, man bar- Lord. it barely got out <laughs> of my mouth. It had to be, too. Because if it would have been like 10 minutes later, you would have had too much time to think, wow, this is coincidence. Yeah. Uh, the, so the second that happened, I knew that we were supposed so that to happened, break it there. And then our friend Amanda responded. Oh, name dropping. Shout out, Amanda. Hey, Amanda. Hey, Brandon. So at the moment that she was supposed to give us dates for rescheduling. Instead, she messages, are you coming to Deliverance Weekend? So it was like two in like an hour. Yeah. And like I walk and she's like, look at this. Both these people asked me. I said, yeah, we got to go. So that's where God ended up having us break it. And and then we didn't want to break it on that day that we were doing deliverance. So there was people, friends of ours, mm-hmm. like, or acquaintances or whatever you want to say. I call them friends. They might call me an acquaintance. They might say, like, that guy talks. I've lost 25 hours of my life in parking lots to that guy telling me Maybe stories. they've been wondering this whole time, like, are we friends or just acquaintances? You are my friend. And you just confirmed it for yeah. them. I'm, hey, you I'm down. Guys. I'm down to be friends. Sweet. So... These there was a few different groups that we ended up running into at these meetings hey, where for, they real quick another rabbit trail for those of you who are friends with Joan Heidi I'm a real hoot as well she is she is <laughs> so putting in a plug for uh, Carlos and I we could use some friends we don't have kids though I lit- we were just your we kids we just met we just met a new friend. Oh wow! Rub we it just, in my no, face. But we no, talked we talked about we, we talked spent about like you. twenty minutes talking about. I was like, "Oh man, if you're ever in town, we could go out to dinner and like you, you could meet my sister." Aw, yeah, it was it was really funny. he real and he talked you up. He said <clears throat> yeah, she's so funny, and like she's got a dry sense of humor though, so you better watch out. <laughs> anyway, but it was sorry. a perfect. It was an absolute perfect way that God could have ever mm-hmm. closed out that first 41 day fast that we ever went on i know we'll go on more but that was just that most i don't think it could have been more perfect Mm because it's it ended with what he wants us to start learning more about it ended with being able to teach and worship and 
or not teach, being able to learn and worship and, and just take things in and in the breakout sessions, we did get to teach. Some. Yeah, we taught. We got to, we got to network to, with a lot of people, and there was a lot of people that um, never experienced anything like that. Mm-hmm. So there, it, it wasn't like you could just walk up and ask questions. And there was a Q and A, but it wasn't very long. So I got to like pour into a bunch of people, mm-hmm. like, is this this or or could this be this? And I'm like. This is what I grew up around. This is yeah. right on. Like this is where you're going to see success. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everywhere Jesus went, yeah. it happened. Right. Yep. So we ended the fast. Something supernatural actually happened at the very end of the deliverance thing for me and Joe, and, and something that we were, yeah, deliverance training, mm-hmm. and something that we were actually just having like conversations about, and then God did that for us, and we both almost started crying. Like that's how crazy specific it was with God knowing the details of what Mm -hmm. you need and then he shows up with them and again more of just like the best way to break it ever and then we do our Sunday service at our own church the next Sunday we preach which was fire it was so good it was like one of like the most awesomest services and then we go to lunch together by ourselves to break the fast and after it we literally gave a charge to our church that this week I want you guys to either pray for a stranger or buy somebody a meal or buy somebody's groceries or just do something to just spread love and make Mm -hmm. sure that they know that it's because of Jesus. And so, of course, we're going to, you know, do it as well. So we leave the place that we broke the fast at, the restaurant, and there was a homeless man at the stop sign. And I'm not kidding you. Joe stopped turned to get on the road looked at me and he said conviction and i said yes and so he literally did like a ue well i had vehicles behind me too because i was like man how do i approach this guy with all these cars because i don't just pull up and let you walk up to my window and take money like you're gonna hear you're gonna hear that jesus has something for you yeah so we pulled the car like in the parking lot. You're like, get in. <laughs> we literally, we, we, we had to like go around this big snow mountain where they were plowing the snow to get to him. Mm-hmm. But we walked over to him and, and I said, what's your name? And he said, Todd. He's like, odd with a T. And I said, that's awesome. But as we walked up, um, there was a word in church about like a vision I had and I shared it with the church Mm -hmm. and what I seen was like this lion with this crystal blue eye, you know, and it was like this, it was really neat because then Heidi got a word off of that and then so did Pastor Lynette. So it just Mm kind of turned into a thing. Well then as we're walking up to this guy with this white beard, all you could see is this crystal blue eyes. And I thought, Oh my gosh, are we walking up to an angel unaware? I'm I'm talking crystal blue eyes. Yeah. I've never like in a, my like life a baby's have seen eyes, eyes and this like guy that. Was like in his like seventies. Never mm. seen eyes like that. Yeah, and we walked up, and I I had some bananas in the car, so I handed him the bananas, which he put on his shoulder like a parakeet, and then he took. I handed him some money, and he took that, and I said, "I'm gonna pray with you, yeah. Todd." And then we prayed for him. And then we prayed that God would just make himself so real to him, more real than he ever has in his life, and that he would just work on him and do things for him. And I don't even remember what we prayed, but it was it was lengthy. It was a joking wow. prayer. 
Yeah. It was the real king prayer. That's right. But I, we prayed over him and we blessed him and then he blessed us back. And then we... Like Todd he, did? Yeah, he spoke yeah. blessing over us back. Stop. Odd with a T did. Todd. Yes. Yeah. Shout out Todd. So then we went back and we got in our vehicle and it was like, man, we've had a whole bunch, of, like just this morning, um, yeah. I get up and Heidi's like, hey, our car insurance went up like da-da-da. Like, yeah. It was like 60 bucks. Oh, that's why you were on the phone to the car insurance. Yeah. So I literally, and she gives me the normally, number. if you don't have any accidents for like six months or speeding yeah. tickets, your premium doesn't go up. Right. But it went, it didn't just go up. It went up significantly. She said it was because of COVID rears or something like that. What? That's what the lady on the phone said. Did they lower it? So I call and like immediately, um, once I got through the robots, mm-hmm. this, this, <laughs> Southern sound. Can I just voice. say they yeah. say that your true character you can see someone's true character in the way that they speak to an automated system. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, just I'm like actually, human. So, human. I did not. <laughs> I was actually representative. I'm usually better with a robot because I don't like to repeat myself. So oh, I'm usually re- better. Like I'll slow it down mm-hmm. and try and make it. And then they'll They'll patch me through. Well, this girl gets on, and my name is so-and-so. How are you today? And I went, I'm okay. And immediately. (laughs) She was like, I got an attitude Judy right here. Immediately, the Holy Spirit goes, is she going to know you're a Christian by that? Mm. And I literally, I buttoned it up so quick, and I just started talking to her, and I was like, "Um, you know, we have this going on. It's went up significantly. I'm I'm just seeing what we have to do or if this is something where if this continues to go up, we may have to shop around or something because this is just an awful lot. And she goes, oh, you're like, you've been with us since 2016. Let me see what I can do. And she starts like asking me all these question, questions that like didn't. No. They like, didn't make sense not at to all. us. Weird, weird questions. Are you educated? Do you do this? And I'm like, what do these have to do with car insurance? She goes, well, we've we've done some, uh, we've, we've spent years now doing some research that's now helping us help you. And she's like, you know, if you're a, a, a physician that works long hours in the ER and you drive home after a 17-hour or 26-hour shift, it's more likely you may get in a car accident. So your, your insurance would be higher. But with you and your wife's, you know, education and you're this and that. She goes, I'm going to get it down this. And she, all of a sudden she got it down like 200 and some dollars a year. No, a hundred dollars a month, a hundred dollars a month. Yeah. I'm so really, she, lowered, I didn't even know the blessing I was getting. She lowered our premium by a hundred dollars a month. Check this out though. She lowered it by more. And then she realized that somebody didn't do something right with the insurance on our business vehicles. Yeah. And she's like, Ooh, we need to get those better covered. And then she switched it, and she goes, that does take it back up, but you're still much lower than you were. Hmm. And she goes, let me look at this. Let me look at this. And all of a sudden, she's like, oh, if you call back at this time, we can get you this off, too. So make sure you call back. Put it in your notes to call back. And then she starts having like a a normal conversation with me Hmm. about her rental property and how they're house hunting. Yeah, you know what's funny is you had that with the insurance person. We had somebody at church who was doing 
accounting for like yeah their son's small business or something right their small business or yeah. their small business yeah. and she got in a real conversation with like a mm-hmm. quickbooks person yeah yeah an accountant yeah and the, ended up praying for her and then, i did too who did on Cut who, it out. Who, somebody on wednesday got yeah. who was it or not who but what who are they talking to Oh, you you said, oh my God, that's just like Cheryl. Yeah, thing. another person in our church, in our church same, had the same same thing. type of situation last that's week so on Wednesday. Funny. They called some company and ended up in oh, like really? a normal prayerful conversation. Do you know what's very interesting is that I have kind of a track record for being the one to call them up and tell them about themselves. Yeah, like you, you could know? do this better. <laughs> like 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 when your phone screen was cracked. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, they. You remember? I do. They, they, the insurance covered it, but then the guy broke my phone mm-hmm. when he came to put a new screen on. Yeah, worse, and but, then left. But and I've, left. I've, I've, I've always been sort of the one that's going to take gonna... charge. Sometimes, sometimes you have to be authoritative. And we take call you the and hammer. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know if you've noticed this. So we've had a couple of instances recently, like. Um, with like the car situation that people had and they were not getting good customer service with that. And like, there's been like three or four different things, even my own thing. So I filed my taxes too, my state taxes. And I, we were about to get for us a sizable return. And it was less than half that was deposited. And I had to call the department of revenue and speak with them and so like all these situations where normally i would have been like ready to pen a strongly worded letter yeah i it's like god put a muzzle on me come on i'm not kidding i can't i can't i would have absolutely on like other people's behalf called them up and been like you're going to tell me this is your best. Mm-hmm. This is your best customer service. And I would have told them about themselves. And those people were fasting and praying for their own miracle. And I was basically, uh, not audibly, I was told to sit down. Like I was benched. Mm-hmm. And I had to wait it out. Mm-hmm. I The only way that I was able to help in that situation was to say, Carlos here's the situation. What can you do? Mm-hmm. But I was not allowed to call or intervene on anybody's behalf. I even talked about it. I was like, man, I'm tempted to make a phone call and mm-hmm. tell these people. I was never released to do it. And there's been, so you saying that about that, you called them up and kind of were short at the beginning. Yeah, I was going to give them business. I felt that business way. Joe. Yeah. I was, when I'm waiting on hold for Department of Revenue and it took me four tries to get through to a person and I had to lie to the automated system to get it to happen. <laughs> they picked up the phone and she sounded like very cheerful. Mm. And I was like, I, I'm going to have to go with cheerful. Yeah. And grateful for mm-hmm. your help today. And she like literally walked me through going to the website and looking at the letter they sent and That's things awesome. like that. Because I had filled out a number incorrectly on my uh, on my tax return. 
And so, but isn't it something? Because like. Well, at one point I started speaking to that girl mm -hmm. about, I was like, well, I'm going to pray over your home search and all this stuff. And then I shared with her some experiences I had in different industries. And she's like, that is super helpful. Mm -hmm. um, and then she stopped and she's like, I, I genuinely appreciate you saying you're going to pray for mm -hmm. us. Yeah. So yeah. you just don't know. You don't know. And I've also had experiences lately too where people are like, oh, did you let him have it? Were you the hammer? Mm. And I, <laughs> she's going to say that until so it catches much. on. You're the hammer forever now. And, and uh, I was like, no. That's so awesome. I like kept it even keel. Yeah. Mm. Do you know what I love about that? Mm. Is that is how you see God that's how people see God because everybody around you knows you as that person mm -hmm. that's going to give them the what for. Mm -hmm. and Which be, maybe people wouldn't have gathered that from hearing me on the podcast. I right, don't know. Right. Yeah. But your position but, in your job, it kind of yeah. requires a certain well, there's amount just, of authority. There's just some people that are have more assertive personality, right? But God's now teaching you to... Just like mm -hmm. do it out of his love and like switch it a little bit. And by you doing that, though, you're catching you're going to be catching people's attention because they're going to be like, wait, that's not how Christina handles things. Mm -hmm. That's how God works is because when all of a sudden their their way that they deal with things changes significantly, it catches people's attention because mm -hmm. they're like, wait, that's not how she is or that's not how he normally is. It's truly supernatural. Absolutely. Because it very truly is like. It's genuinely where it's as if he's like holding up his finger. Yeah. Like shut it. Mm. Yep. I am handling He's reeling you in. Yeah. I love that. As, as somebody that um, worships and then is put in front of people for them to see the way you worship and how the Holy Spirit flows with you and through you which should bring them into worship. You know, I listened to a teaching that Benny Hinn did recently yeah. at his daughter and son-in-law's church. He's doing a crusade, by the way. Yeah, he's really changed a lot, too. He's mm -hmm. really um, done some amazing... Uh, God's done some amazing... God's always used him. I've never gotten a bad feeling about him. People, no. people always freak out because of his suits or whatever. Anyway, so the teaching he was doing was on worship, and it was so good because he was, he was talking about how when he would do these crusades or he'd go and do these meetings, how he would just worship in his hotel room and on the way there, and he would just sing these anointed songs. And, and he, he said, mm -hmm. um, you know, sometimes he would be uh, reluctant to get up um, and just jump into, like, the move of mm -hmm. the spirit or get up to preach uh, because the the person that was the worship leader, quote, unquote, uh, he said hadn't been there. Mm. He said they haven't entered in. They were they were performing. Yeah. And he said, how do I know when they've been there? Somebody asked him, how do you know when they've been there? He said, because I've been there. And that particular service, S Stephanie Frizzle was... Leading Gretzinger worship at, no. yeah. at 
his son-in-law and daughter's church. Mm. And he turned around, he pointed down, he said, that girl's been there. Mm. Mm -hmm. He said, I know you've been there. And he started talking, but he said, the worship leader is the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And then the people that are playing and worshiping, they come into a line and into an accord with him. And then that draws the rest of us mm-hmm. that either don't have the platform or don't have the have a lesser talent to be able to come in and follow with them, but also get in accord with the Holy Spirit. It's mm-hmm. good. So it's really important that when when God works on you with your control of your mouth, if that's not given to God as mm-hmm. a sacrifice on an altar, and then he gives it back to you. Yeah. Then it's, it's not worth anything. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't, it doesn't please God. Right. You know, he, he our, our praise is supposed to uh, go up like a sweet fragrance into his nostrils. Well, my, my whole point is, I don't know if it's a result of my fast yeah, or what, but I just get the impression like God is just dealing with me and not being so eager yeah, to correct other people, not being so eager to clear my own name, not being so eager to jump into an, in a confrontation or an argument or yeah, just like sit back, hear other people out too. Yeah. Do you know what I love about that is you said, I don't know if this is a result from the fast. Absolutely it is. Well, mm-hmm. this, we have, we have ideas that we think we're going to hear from God in certain areas going into something like that, right? But he's going, wow, this is the first time I've had your attention in that area for ever or a while. It brings, you know, because of my life is so integrated with worship, it brings to mind the song New Wine. And the lyric says, in the crushing, Mm -hmm. in the pressing, that's where you're bringing new wine. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. T.D. Jakes has a good teaching on that. And th- another part of the song says, um, I'm giving up my old flames mm. in, to seek out your new fire. Mm. Before we go, if folks are on Spotify, if you go to the Real King wow. landing page, there is a button that you can click that says follow. We would love to have everybody follow. Another thing is that if you're willing to leave a rating, whether you're on Apple, Amazon, Spotify, Pandora, wherever you're listening, it only helps to push the podcast out in the algorithm. So if you're willing to leave a, a review, that would be really helpful if people would do that. But it's it's really fun to get feedback. Like shout out Monique, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Hey, Monique. Um, she's always leaving us good comments and feedback on our posts. And it's really fun to interact with people that way. Mm-hmm. So. Thank you so much for joining us today. We pray that you found encouragement through what we've shared. We would be so honored if you would make sure that you're following us. You should also find us on Instagram and Facebook. You can find us at at the Real King Podcast. That's at T-H-E Real King Podcast. And don't forget, we put out new episodes every Monday. See you next time.